Welcome back to the Unmasked Podcast with Caitlin. I have been through an incredible journey of self-discovery in the past couple of years. And along this journey, I kept discovering different masks placed on me from society. Masks I wore to fit in, to be accepted, and to be what I considered normal. I've started removing these masks, and by removing them, I have found my true authentic self underneath it all. I have found confidence, empowerment, and inspiration. These are feelings everybody should feel, so I'm on a mission to help others remove their masks as well, to find their truth. In these podcast episodes, I shine a light on topics that aren't talked about openly. I share my insecurities, vulnerabilities, failures, and learnings in hope that if you are going through something similar, you know that you are not alone. These episodes are kept real, raw, and unscripted because I believe there is beauty in that. We shouldn't feel the need to edit our lives and hide who we are. So come with me on this journey to find our true authentic selves, to learn to love the body that we are in, to find confidence to go after our dreams and live the life of our desire. Thanks for joining me. Let's get into it. Hello everybody, welcome back to episode 5. Today is a very exciting episode because I have my very first guest, my beautiful, beautiful best friend, Laura Speed, who we refer to as Speedo, is has jumped on and had a chat about her amazing journey through her experience with coming out as gay and really sort of figuring out who she is and discovering her true self and removing a lot of masks which had held her back for so long and I'm really excited to share this episode with you because she is just opened up so much and she has just been so vulnerable and it is incredible to see how far she's come and as someone who has been there with her when she was sort of going through some tough times it's really inspiring to see where she is now but I'm excited to share this episode with you I thought I'll do a little recap of what I've been up to for a week I haven't actually been up to too much so this will go quick (laughs) I have just been doing a lot of home work really sort of I've got some little plans and little projects in place for what I'm doing with Unmasked and so I've sort of been working on them a lot. I did have big plans for the weekend but I've decided to sort of stay quiet for a few weeks because I am really avoiding (laughs) big crowds for a while to hopefully not catch COVID and I haven't had it yet but if I happen to get it in the next week when I have a beep test for the fireys, firefighting tests coming up it would just sort of hinder my performance and my fitness isn't quite as good as it was pre-surgery so I just need all the help I can get so I've had good catch-ups with family and um, some good friends which has been really nice and then just some nice quiet home time which I love I think I'm definitely one of those introverted extroverted people because I love I'm a homebody (laughs) I'm so happy just being set up at the house. So I had a week without Kevin, which was a bit crazy. It was quiet in the house and I've got him back now. So um, that company's really nice. But that's about all that I've got to update you on for this week. So I really probably didn't need to do an update because there wasn't really much going on. But But anyway, let's get into this wonderful podcast with my beautiful bestie, Laura Speed. I really hope you enjoy it. Welcome, welcome to the podcast, Laura Speed. Hi. (laughs) I'm going to call you Speedo on here because you are well known as Speedo in my life and the fact that I call you Laura makes it really uncomfortable. So we're not doing it. Uncomfortable too. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> now we a little backstory on speeds and I we've known each other for what is it 11 12 12 years 11 years 12 years 12 years now and to say that we have gone through a like transformation in that 12 years is like a bit of an understatement pretty much <laughs> but um I feel like we're both sort of coming into 
our own and taking off our masks and really sort of I really am proud of where we're at these days actually (laughs) (laughs) we've come a long way we've come a long way but yeah so the main thing what I wanted to get you wanted to have a chat with is because you've had quite the story of removing masks put on you from even like childhood and your background and sort of yeah where you've got to now and that big thing I suppose how to say is your story with coming out and figuring out your sexuality and also like I don't know whether like because I know that we'll talk about this as well but like the labels of it because like you're not truly sure what to label yourself as either like but yeah your story of coming out and as lesbian or bisexual and where you're at now with it so thank you very much for coming on and having a chat with it because it is (laughs) something that's sort of not talked about very much so thank you for having me you're very welcome (laughs) to get started do you want to give us a little background of speedo so sort of yeah where you grew up and what your little childhood was like Absolutely, absolutely. So I grew up in a small country town called Hamilton, a little bit bigger than uh, Donald, where where Caitlin's from. So we had about 10,000 people there. So I was there through primary school and high school before I came out uh, to Geelong for university um, in about, what was it, 2011, 2010? Yeah. So, yeah, it it was a beautiful place to grow up. Um, it was amazing. It was just full of activities and adventures and sport um, all throughout. That's what I sort of remember and think back through primary school. We lived um, opposite an oval, um, so we were just constantly running around and, and playing games and playing sport, and I think that's where my my love for sport kind of grew um, and played just about everything you can think of, mostly to get out of days of school because they have sports days for just about everything which was um which was amazing but I was very lucky in that <clears throat> mum and dad allowed Josh my brother and I to do anything they'd, they'd let us do anything and and probably that's where the support started for from them to me of, of backing me and in, in, into a corner of whatever I wanted to do they were happy to happy to support um so yeah it was it was a really good place to grow up Mm. And then, yeah, you sort of moved to uni and we yes. met in uni at university. Yes. And then it was probably sort of a couple of years after that that you started, would you say, sort of experimenting or like started like allowing sort of like to question what you were into, like whether it wasn't just guys anymore, like was can you remember a certain moment or was it just over time you started questioning who you were actually into these days and yeah I was at probably where it all I guess started as I start from the start from the start like being in the small country town that we did grow up in um exposure wasn't high um I only knew one one openly gay male in in the whole town and one PE teacher at my school and that was the only exposure that that I'd had and it just was they were noted as that like they were the token gay person um it wasn't that was often used out of context as well or used as an example um which I didn't sort of recognize at the time um so my exposure was very very little and then um where that love for sport came in I played a lot of cricket um and then managed to get into a representative team and that's where my exposure then actually sort of started I remember I was in the team and I'd heard one of the girls was gay and I went up to my friend and I was like oh my god oh my god did you did you hear Anna Anna Lanning is is gay and then she goes I know she's my girlfriend and I was like oh, my God, oh, God, <clears throat> and it just was a whole new world for me. Um, so then that's where just a completely different different world um, was opened up to me of people being in same-sex relationships with girls and 
parents being okay and people knowing and all of these things. And it wasn't where it started for me then, but I guess it just my understanding of it started or my exposure or anything like that um, was in, in those cricketing years through from like 15 to 15, 16, 17. Um, those but girls, again. Sorry, just to jump in there. Those girls, like, when were they pretty open about it? Like, obviously. Very. Was, yeah, yeah, very. That's good. Yeah. And I think just, and, and they were from the city. They were from Melbourne. Um, and I think that's a huge difference, metro versus country, yeah. in terms of a lot of exposure and a lot of things. Um, you look at country towns, say, with a transgender person or something, that that is it's just not as common. And for those reasons, you know, why I, I don't, I can't really put my finger on exactly mm-hmm. why. Um, but it is just, yeah, it is just the way we are. We just live in a different world in terms of country versus, versus city. Mm-hmm. I think that's like a huge thing as well. Like Donald was the same. I can't remember any, anyone really and then if it was like speculation or something the way that was talked about like oh yeah I think she's into girls or something it just wasn't spoken like yeah it was like it was that person is different to us somehow like and but not that it was like we had anything against it or anything but we just had no exposure like there was just nothing and whether people in country towns (coughs) didn't feel confident coming out as much either because of that um, oh definitely yeah, stereotype or anything that was, yeah, it's not very supportive in a way. You just stand out. I think you just stand out more if you're different in a in a small town. Um, you you are known and you are talked about and you are different, um, and it just you stand out really. Mm. Um, and then you throw high school on that. Um, all people try and do in high school is fit in, yeah. um, and to make to make yourself so known or so exposed is is frightening when you don't have worldly knowledge or worldly experience on top of it. So I think, yeah, I think a lot of people from many places or even just getting through high school delay that because it is just, it's it can be pretty, pretty savage mm. <laughs> from high school or school in general. Kids are, they're amazing, but they can be pretty frightening as well. Yeah. And yeah, I know you didn't have the best experience going through high school either, which isn't, is awful because a lot of kids will be going through that as well. But you're just trying so hard to just find your place and mm. adapting yourself to be accepted because you are a small town as well. You're, you've only got a limited amount of people in your grade, so you need mm-hmm. to try and be friends with those people in your grade and figure out what they're accepting and what they're not accepting and, yeah, adapt yourself for it. I think that's where I lost my confidence for as well because in in primary school I was I was just the happiest kid I was unforgivingly myself I was a tomboy I was always muddy I hung out with all the boys I played sport and that but that was what I wanted to do and I did it and I I didn't question why I did it I just did it um and even a teacher said to mum you know shouldn't Laura have more female friends and you know bless mum she goes does my kid seem unhappy to you she's like no and she's like why does, she, why does she need to do, why does she need that? Why does she need to do something that she's currently not doing? She's she's obviously very happy with her friend her friend circle and it does, why does it have to include females? And the teacher said because of how it looks and mum didn't really know what to do oh. with that or what to take with that, but she just backed me 100%. She's like, I have one of the happiest kids in the school, so um, I'm good and she's good, so thanks for your input. But, um, oh. but then getting to getting through primary school and sort of still having that confidence of who I was then in year eight, um, the friendship circle that I was in, I started to be friends with girls and get in and have a girl group. And um, I got rejected. I kind of got bullied out of that girl group to this day. I still, I still don't really know why. Um, So I just, yeah, you started to question, you're like, is it because I was a bit of a tomboy? Is it because I played cricket or footy or is it because I was a little bit different that I wasn't accepted by this group of people and then I just that's where it started where my discomfort started and I like started to lose confidence in in who I was because I thought who I was wasn't good enough or wasn't accepted Mm -hmm. like wasn't being accepted so yeah it it started to manifest from about 14 and then just kind of built from built from there unfortunately 
Mm. Well, when I met you, you seemed like the most confident person. I think that's why I got so drawn into you. But then that could be that thing as well. Like when you go, you're out of that scene, it's brand new. You're around all these new people. You can be who you are again or like start fresh. I think a lot of people do tend to start fresh in that way. But um, if we go back to your cricket, like I know you've said, previously like when you didn't want to be put in that like if you're playing cricket you were considered lesbian and like because you didn't consider yourself lesbian or like you didn't have those thoughts or anything back then you were struggling a lot with that like stereotype that being didn't want to fit like be looked at like it made assumptions of I suppose Mm. I think yeah because because I already wasn't yeah it wasn't being sort of accepted from there and it was it started I started to sort of question and not be ashamed of playing cricket but in a sense a little bit like in some of the toilet stalls there started to be like I'd made a state cricket team and then the next day there was Laura Speed as a lesbian in the in the toilet stalls so what should have been my success and happiness then started I started to be like well do I even want to play cricket if people are going to think I'm gay like that's not it started to taint and take away from what it was it stopped being about I love this sport and I was okay at it that it started to be like well it's coming with baggage that I'm not ready to deal with or I don't want and it was it was there was the assumption that came with it and then I I didn't want to be the stereotype then I didn't want to I didn't want to become whatever I'm saying that I was um which was really yeah it was really hard to sort of navigate mm-hmm. navigate my way through um and got to the point like I said to you before we won a cricket grand final um, and my friend and I, we had our medals around our neck and we said, why don't we, why don't we say we won a volleyball grand final because we perceive that as not as butch or not as lesbian um, in quotation marks there. So to it just manifested this um, shameful insecurity uh, around something and, and when I look back and reflect on that, it's like what, what was such a big complex about that and about that assumption and whether I had started to, to have things manifesting in me then, I, I don't know as to why I had such a complex about it, but I just knew that in my head I'd started to build up that if I was on top of not being accepted, I would be completely shunned or I would be completely pushed out and no one would want to be my friend. Mm. Oh, it's just like that whole pressure on you like and so many other kids like, and that's what you would have just I assume just been playing out a lot in your head too Were you, like did you have anyone yeah. did you talk did you talk to anyone <clears throat> about it like back then like do you remember no so when when I first started to explore it so really good friend at uni um started to have these feelings and they were reciprocated but we couldn't even talk about it like we were the two people that were involved in having these feelings that were both confusing for both of us and yes we were exploring them but we couldn't talk about it I couldn't talk about it um and she was willing to give this a go and explore it and go that next step and tell people and I lost her because I said I can't I can't it was just such a barrier to being able to do it I couldn't talk about it like if there was a pill that I could have taken to take it away back then I would have taken it I don't I had such a complex around the feelings that I had because it was almost like everyone was right there's those mean things on the toilet walls were were right like you became everything that that people said you were um and and I just had such a negative attachment to being gay and I don't know I don't know why um, I don't really know why, and and I, I feel guilty for that. Um, for a, I felt guilty for it for a long while of being ashamed, so ashamed of who I was. But it's built into the person that I am today. Um, so yeah, I just, I just didn't want to have the feelings that I had, and I think it's because I just wanted to be normal and what was perceived mm-hmm. as perceived as normal and and it's these it's these attitudes of my own attitudes as to why people (laughs) have these these feelings and I just I was a I was a part of that but it wasn't from anybody else it just manifested in me and myself and I didn't talk about it and I didn't get help and I didn't try 
to understand it. So the cycle and the darkness and the web I went down just got worse and worse and worse because I didn't talk and because I tried to just push it down and I tried to to not accept it. So from there I learnt, have learnt so much about speaking and communicating and talking and trying to trying to work through some of these things because we're not designed to have all the answers. That's what humans are for and knowledge is for. So, yeah, a, a, a lot, a lot learned, a lot learned there. Mm. But, yeah, like I think, well, not that I know personally, but I, from just talking to other people that they've had just such a similar experience by just not talking about it because it's just not obviously wasn't that common to talk about and, like I know when when we were growing up, mum and dad were always really good about us. Like they said, would always say to us, like you can come out and like if you're like anything you need to talk to us, or if you're wanting to come out as like you like girls or anything, like we'll be there and support you. But like even them saying that, I've thought about it before. Like even I don't know if I would have still been comfortable, like knowing that they were there to still talk about it because you're still trying to figure it out yourself. And then with all the pressure and everything in, the, like, in those small country towns and I suppose even, like, because when we're at uni, even still our friendship group, there wasn't many people that were that were coming out. Like, after a few years, it did start to sort of be spoken about more. But for those at the start, it was, we really didn't have a lot of people <laughs> going through that as well. Mm. And you think, and you always think, yeah, you always isolate yourself into that, you know, you're the only one going through through this and you know, you know that you're not. Um, but I think what's changing in society is, you know, even us growing up, I was very lucky and so were you with your pe- with our parents that taught us to try and deal with emotions or if feel um, mum and dad always got me to talk about how I was feeling. Like if I was angry, they sort of would link us to why or if I was upset, we would be able to talk about that. But no one sort of, we didn't, I didn't get guided on how to to process this so I sort of knew what emotions were and things but this just amounted to being so big Mm. that I didn't know I didn't know how to break it down and and the scary thing or the hard thing was that I carried a lot of guilt for is that I I built it up so much in my head that I started to make assumptions of what my friends and family and how they would respond and I carry carry so much guilt around that because I have um, the most amazing friendship group and family. So I carried, so when I finally started to tell people, like I didn't, I just can't believe I ever expected them to be anything else other than what they were. They were beautiful, every single person, every single one, um, and that's what's helped me get through that but it just I carried so much guilt around it because I just got in such a dark hole with it that I started to presume that even you know my my parents would treat me different which is just crazy because they are the most supportive supportive people and so I I just feel for people that don't have the support um that they have to go through this and then be alone at the end or they don't get accepted so it is. It, it's it's a hard, it's a hard thing, and it's it's still a bizarre thing that we have to come out and do this, mm-hmm. take this really big step, um, and take off our mask to the world. When it when it's just when you just want to be, you just want to be, and you just want to live like everybody else, and 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 things like that. So it just yeah, it's taken me a long time to rid that guilt of of um, of I felt I felt like I let my friends down and my family down for for denying them of who I was for so long um but it's yeah gotten there now oh well maybe not <laughs> yeah. oh, but, but like I'm on a podcast they said it would be fun they said <laughs> unscripted and da, 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 da. Yeah. oh that's as raw as it gets <laughs> but, mm. like you obviously needed to go through that you needed the time too mm. Like it yeah. wasn't anything to do with us. You needed to process it and you needed to get there. And for like you've got the most amazing, like your family are just the most beautiful souls. But, yeah, you, that 
people that don't have that, it would just be awful. But then they say, like, well, I'm going to quote Queer Eye. Uh, <laughs> like Karamo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Karamo on Queer, Queer Eye says, like, I don't like the term coming out because he's like that insists that you've got to come out and be accepted by people. Like you coming out is putting the your life in their hands he's like i prefer letting like them coming in like you're you're letting them into your life like it's it's you it's just you and the fact that we it's just that pressure of just being accepted amongst people and that people have got this idea of who we need to be and if we're not fitting that that checklist or anything that we're just that they get to decide whether we are accepted or not but it's just like everybody no matter what who they're into what they do what the gender what whatever age or anything that they we should just be able to be ourselves and just express who we are and know that deep down that we're we love who we are too so then it doesn't put that on other people that they're the ones that give us our own happiness and approval and everything but and it's def but it's definitely you know it's definitely shifting like I've been so fortunate since um I've let people come in <laughs> um yeah. that I haven't very very rarely very rarely have I not felt accepted um whether it's workplaces or um once I was at a stage and I was comfortable and and it just it was and I wasn't I didn't pick and choose who I told because of any reason. It just, it would, it's, you know, I'm a daughter, I'm a sister, I'm an exercise physiologist, um, I'm openly gay, I'm, I became, it just, it wasn't my sole thing or that what identified me. I'm all of these things and that's just mm-hmm. a factor that makes up who I am. Um, and I have had a very, very, very fortunate, fortunate time since, um, since I sort of, yeah, had that, pretty challenging time and and did go through that that life has just taken a turn for the better ever since and 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 not having ever felt sort of being shunned or have any of those things that I built up in my head so much it just helped me grow in confidence every every year every day every hour that I was accepted by the world but I started to I finally started to accept it and it only happened when I started to let people in and know who I was because I just was ignoring all of it. Um, so my my circle and my people and everyone around me are the reason that I am the way I am today because they gave me the confidence to drop the mask and just be me. And it's just been it's been a process and probably one that I'm only really coming into my absolute own now even in in my 30s like it was a a pretty misguided path for a while but but to to be here and look back and know that all of that has helped me get here um yes there's a few things I'd change but I I certainly don't live with with regret because it makes you it makes you who you are today Mm. and that's such an important thing I think to hold on to too because you can't change your past and to hold on to that that like you know you wish that you came out earlier for us like your friends and family or something like that's it's not you took the time that you needed to and like everything that you've done has brought you to who you are now and you can tell like you are you're just glowing (laughs) (laughs) I think the the other thing is the the like I would yeah yes I would have come out sooner it just was while I figured out myself I left I left a lot of collateral damage along the way um when you are going through that because I was sort of dragging people through through my process um and I did I hurt I hurt some people and I left collateral damage and and that's the the thing that one of the other things that that sort of I had to really get past and and move past um is instead of taking taking that time to sort of figure figure me out um yeah dragged, dragged a few few people along through the way which which wasn't fair and um big big lessons big lessons learned there um that I won't do that and I haven't and I won't do it again um mm-hmm. if I've needed to take time for myself um I have 
um, and and more than this of the last twelve months have have done that and realised that and learned look back and been like hey you have grown from then you you know you needed some time to figure some things out for you and you you can do it and you did it whereas I didn't know how to do it before so that's been yeah it's been good so I think that's helped with the the glowing feeling yeah. <laughs> but um yeah it the the growth of all the lessons that I've just learned in the last yeah 30 years um have sort of just amounted uh, a fair bit in the last little while and I can't wait for the next thousands of lessons that I'm going to learn um but yeah far out the last 10 years have have certainly certainly t- taught me a lot mm. with like the labels of it as such like these days like do you still feel like these <clears throat> like people put a label on someone and then they're sort of put in a box and a stereotype as such still? Like do you feel like if someone was to hear that about you first up that they would expect certain things of you? I think so. I think it's, I think I don't really know what box to put myself in, to be honest. Um, Like I'll, you know, say I'm openly gay because I like to identify that I, I, I'm open to both genders. I can, I guess, I can say I'm bisexual, but you know, I haven't had an experience with a guy or a boyfriend for such a long time. I'm not ruling them out forever. It just, it's just, it has been, it has been a while. So then, I don't know. I don't really know. I know there's like there's pan section. I think that's who you're attracted to the the person. If I probably, if I had to box myself and I had to put a label on it, I I would probably say that. I fall in love with people over gender. Um, those people have just happened to have been women for the last however many years. So, um, yeah, it, it's still a thing. I think people just people need to be in categories um, yeah. for, for some reason. I think we, we don't quite live in a, a world where people can just sort of be and flow freely through it. You sort of still need to be there. You can be that, but you can be here and you've got to be here and, um there's so much that's shifted, um, so so much that's that's shifted that I think we're we're a while away from sort of that free flowing, free flowing labelless life. Um, mm. But look in the LGBTQI community, a lot of people do like to be labelled and they do like to have that ownership on the on the title that they are. So it's I think it's a um, a, a personal preference on what you choose to identify as and what you want to identify as. Um, and yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. Like there would be some that, yeah, would be so proud and be happy to be be labelled and everything, but then like, you know, if you're still not sure, like what, like, but people think that when they deserve to know people's preferences, like if they ask, like if like they just don't see it as personal or something, like just got to ask, oh, like who are you into it or something like that, like it's, like it's not a personal conversation that they don't deserve the right to know like who you're actually attracted to or into like yeah. I think people struggle with you know um my my beautiful ex Lisa um I yeah at the at the time that we met it was a complete just a, per, a personal thing it just was me it didn't matter what gender I was um and she constantly got boxed as a lesbian or anything and it just and she constantly was you know fighting for well no actually I just this is just the person that I fell with and was kind of really good at backing backing in um what she was saying and then people would just be like yeah okay cool you're a lesbian like you're with just because you're with a girl you're that you have to be that um and we were constantly having to fight for um just what what her role in love was and and that was yeah that was that was hard and that was yeah, again, that boxing thing, people had to give it a label. They had to mm. um, for whatever reason, you know. It wasn't people can be like, oh, cool, that's great that you fell in love with that person. Awesome. Yeah. So what are you, you know? And yeah. it was always followed with 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 that. So, yeah, that, I think it just it is mm. it's change, be changing, constantly changing, but but it's going to be something that we, we deal with for a while. But, it's yeah, it's good to talk about because then, like, if anyone's listening to this, and even just to think like like if yeah like if you made assumptions or like you just like when someone's saying showing you who they are you just then it going and assuming that they are a 
lesbian or, or something like that. Like just that it's okay if people can just be like just them. Like just look at them yeah. as who who's in front of you and just yeah, love and accept that person. Love is love. Love, love is, is love. love. And everyone and is great. And everyone's different. And it, like even all that, like everyone's stories are different and unique. And I think we've just got to be understanding and compassionate stuff towards all them. You never know what someone's going through with their own or where they are on the spectrum of the journey of it too. Like people can be triggered by by words, you know. I used to be um, very triggered by certain words because I was still going through my accepting process. Um, so even if someone, you know, there is a same-sex couple, yeah, to, to use certain language around around them can be quite triggering um, and just being sensitive to, to not having any idea what that person has potentially been through to get there or what they're still going through or what they're still pretend, demons they're still potentially fighting. Um, that that can, yeah, that can be something that can be too too triggering for for someone um, and be too much. So, yeah, mm. mindfulness. Yeah, mindfulness, just like the language. I'm going to throw a curveball at you because I didn't prep you with this question. Oh, but- God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but I like this question because I got asked this, like, uh, from a healer or something a little while ago. And what like you think back at who you were in like your like sort of later teens and the person who was sort of at the start of this journey now if you had to go back and say one thing to that person what would you say I would say be unforgivingly you find the strength to be unforgivingly you because no one else gets to live this life. No one else gets to live your life. You're living it. Um, and no matter what it is, what job you want to do, and that's I know that that's so easy to say and, you know, adults used to say that to us, but if I could go back and talk to me, um, I'd just say try your best not to be afraid and just be un- unforgiving of you because you're the only person that's going to make you happy at the end of the day. You're going to have things that exacerbate your happiness, but if if you can't, love yourself, forgive yourself, understand yourself and be be you. You are going to really struggle in this life. And, and that is one of the best, best things that I've learned and I've grown into is once I realised that and you need to live to realise that. But once mm-hmm. I got to that point, I just, I thought I understood happiness and I thought I, I thought I knew what a happy life was or what a happy feeling was. But in, until I've been able to give myself that happiness and that's only happened recently um to be unforgivingly me and have that ownership it just it's where your true your truest happiness lies and and what you found when I read when I read your book I'm still doing things that you're you know tips that you've told me from from your book and what the journey you've been through you've you've managed to sort of realize and that's why we have such good conversations about it and no, I think, you know, after knowing you for 10 years, you're the happiest version of yourself and it's not because we have mansions and we have partners and we have these things like we are our solo individuals with a beautiful life that we have and beautiful support networks. But mm-hmm. We are by learning to love the shit out of ourselves and, and it's you hear it, you read it, you read the quotes and you do all those things, but it when you feel it, it, it it's something else and and anyone that's going through a journey towards that keep bloody going because because the end goal it really is worth it it's worth the discomfort it's worth the loneliness um and it's just worth it's worth the growth it is it's worth the pain trust me it's worth the pain mm. that's not to say we're getting it all right <laughs> i'm still crying <laughs> i'm still crying um but coming from from two people that yeah have, have really sort of taken taking that journey by the bull's horns at, at, at the moment and we're older, wiser, <laughs> ish. Yeah, like, but we had to go through those hard yep. times to get here. And, yep. like, you think back even a couple of years, like me and Speedo were both very big party girls and, like, you think back at us, like, what, five years ago and there was no, like, where our view on life was so different to where we are now. And so we mm-hmm. did have to go through that and we didn't, and, like, you don't realise it at the time but what we were sort of going through then 
has helped us to get here. And, uh-huh. and then it is starting to just sort of realise that you can, if you feel a little lost or, or anything, and it could be with anything like career-wise, like we were both like went through similar things not knowing what we wanted to do career-wise and then you had that pressure on you as well from society and stuff that we needed to know what we wanted to do career-wise. So then we were lost in that way too. And then, but it's just spending some more time with you and showing yourself love and not looking outside ourselves anymore for that approval from anyone and just learning to give it to ourselves, which isn't easy. Like, like it's not, <laughs> you no, want to be sweat. by others. <clears throat> like we want to fit in. Like that's where like we're herd animals or something. Like we just want to be accepted by people and get approval from them, but you're never going to fully get it from them if you don't give it to yourself, <laughs> which is <laughs> hard old truth. And it just means, you know, and if someone else gives it to you with nothing being set in stone, to know you're okay on your own is the most valuable thing, one of the most valuable things I've learned recently because, mm. yes, we will hopefully, you know, meet, meet someone one day, but even that to to know that this is what life looks like on your own, it, it is okay and you're going to be okay and you're not going to be alone forever. You're never alone with the army of people that, that we've got around us. Um, that is valuable, mm. valuable. Yeah, you just got to find your people too. Like we've got very yeah. lucky by finding our people and, and yeah, like I said, we've lost a lot of friends along the way and everything, but it was probably, you know, benefit in the way because they weren't supporting us and helping us become our true selves and yeah yeah it's yeah. everyone in our lives has helped just helped us along along the way 100 they they serve us and the people that stop serving us or helping us grow like I just I reflect on our friendship group and our families and they are just constantly pushing us to grow like it just it, it's just amazing I've, I don't know what other people's friendship groups are, are like but I just feel so blessed and grateful that we often have these conversations you know just amongst ourselves and um, we're always just fueling our own brains with knowledge and growth and, and ideas and, and podcasts and all these things. And I just, yeah, I feel very, very, very blessed that we have come from both amazing family networks and found the army of people that we have. Mm. Yeah. No. And you put up with me for 10 years. <laughs> and now you're putting up with me and Kevin. So about the plus one to our group. <laughs> Farts more than I've ever seen anything fart before in my life. <laughs> yeah, Speedo was saying because we I moved in with Speedo like a month and a half ago, and she hasn't lived with a male for a very long time. And then I go and bring Kevin into her life. <laughs> it's like... been a hot minute since I've had a <laughs> belching male in my presence. <laughs> Gotta love him though. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. This has been amazing. I've decided that I want to finish interviews with three questions and I'm going to ask the same people these three questions so question one what are you most proud of about yourself um I was proud of the the journey I've been on um the last 12 months have been pretty tough um and I think they have the last 12 months have probably taught me just an astronomically large amount about me and it's the most time that I've just spent with myself probably since I was, I don't know, maybe ever. Um, and I battled my way through that and I'm really proud of doing that um, because I knew that it was going to be a really important time and I knew that it was going to have a really big impact, but I just did, I didn't know it was going to have this, this big of an impact. Um, so I'm really proud for taking the time to just stop and reflect and it sort of made me reflect on back and past and, and more than just the last little while and I just I think for the first time in a really long time I'm confident in who I am, the person that I am in my job, in my career that I've chosen. I think I've chosen the right one and, and I'm loving my job and I just, yeah, I'm, I'm proud of where I am in life right now and who I am as a person because I want to just what I want from life is to be a good person 
and, and, and anything else will, will come. I would love to be a great exercise physiologist and I want to be, you know, successful in this, but I want to be a good friend, a good sister, a good daughter and a good person. You are. You are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, just, uh, like, oh, you're one hell of a human, Spuds. Uh, I'm crying again. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's say question number two. What makes you smile every day? You. Ah. <laughs> um, uh, how lucky I am. Days when we don't smile, really, actually. <laughs> um, how lucky I am. Easy, easy, no, no brainer. Um, I have had a fortunate, yes, had some, everyone has tough times. Um, and, you know, my, my story in my life is relative to myself. Um, but I've had a very, 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 very grateful, blessed life. Um, away from uh, some tra- trauma and loss and things and I've been so lucky so um, I could have down days and blue days but it takes me a, a pretty pretty short amount of time to turn that around and and just think far out you, you got a good girl <laughs> you got a good um, just have a look around you every day and um, I had just had my 30th recently and you beautiful person and my mum put together this video diary um, of about 68 videos from friends, family, um, past, present, current, um, and that just it may identified and highlighted. I bawled the entire time about how I am with both the people um, and how people view me um, and who I am and, and things and that, yeah, no-brainer. That was such an influx of people, like videos that were coming in when we put that out to your friends and family to send in. Everyone was like, yes, jumping on board and just wanted to send. So overwhelming. <laughs> it was so good. It was overwhelming getting them all. <laughs> <laughs> Very overwhelming. Uh, and the last little question, what is in store for Laura Spade? Oh, oh. For in the short term, long term? You can go as long as you want, as short as you want. What, <laughs> oh, what comes to your mind? Like what's, what's in store? Travelling, back to travelling, going, seeing the world. I love I love travelling. Um, okay, I finally found, it took me a long time to find the career and get through, you know, my 20 years of uni. Um, so head down, head down with that. Loving, loving my job, and just wanting to really immerse myself in in my career and helping helping as many people as many people as I can. Um, and then oh, as far I I don't really know past that. Just bigger and better things. Hopefully, fun fun you living with you and Kev. Um, and just yeah, back to it's been a pretty challenging last couple of years. Um, I love experiences. I love traveling. I love life. I love living and. That really got um, dampened down. So back to back to trying new things, meeting new people, um, and and just trying to live the shit out of this life. We only get one. So yes. a good one. <laughs> yeah, and it's not always going to be easy, but we're just going to keep getting out on top of it. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Building resilience. That's all it is. It's just building resilience. Yeah, I'm glad we get to go through it together too. <laughs> Very much so. Very much so. And I'm so grateful that you have come on and decided to be my very first um, <laughs> interviewee. Is that what you're saying? I didn't think you'd make me that vulnerable, but <laughs> <laughs> hashtag mask off. <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah, I love it. Thank you. And thank, thank you, you for, for being so, so, so real and raw and honest there. Like it's, yeah, it's good. It's good to hear, like not good to hear that you went through such tough times, but I think it's good to talk about because if someone is feeling like they're going through this alone, there are other people that have gone through similar things. And, yeah, I think just that's why I just want to share these stories just so we can just all be a part of it together, really. Lesson, everyone's, everyone's got a story. Everyone's got a lesson to, a lesson to, to teach and you, we're always going to be learning. So, the, you know, if this helps one person or you know what it's even just been nice I haven't talked about it for for so long it's been nice to to rehash some of the good and the bad feelings so yeah I mean it's already helped one person so bless (laughs) (laughs) all right well uh, we'll uh, leave it there little bit speeds but thank you may get you one for another one in the future if we've got something else to talk about (laughs) 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 
Love you. Love you more. Bye. Bye. How incredible was that podcast? I hope that you guys sort of got something from it as well. I think just so much that she talks about is even like we can resonate with even if we haven't gone through the same experiences as what Speedo has. Like just if you've been like growing up, even it doesn't need to be a small town, just in different communities, there would be pressures to be a certain way. Like people going through high school and not finding their people and having not very good experiences because they were getting bullied or anything for being somebody that they are. So then they felt shame in their true selves and felt the need to hide I just think there are so many important things that we talked about in this podcast and I am forever grateful for my beautiful best friend we that we have got each other and can have really open conversations and she has just got such a caring heart as well to be so open so then if anyone else is listening to this it may help somebody just to know that you will get through this if you are going through something hard and we are here to help and support so yeah I just I think that's one hell of a good way to start these podcast episodes so I've got another guest coming on again I'm recording this week so there'll be a couple of guests coming up which is very exciting I'll just finish if you, again, my book is live, Unmask Your Body Confidence is over on Amazon. I'll put a link in the description for you. And yeah, I would love it if you enjoyed this to give me a follow, leave a review for me if you're listening on Apple Podcasts because that would help a lot and share it with your friends, share us on social media. I'm sure like just tag me and just, I would love, I'd love to hear what you thought and yeah um speedo would love to hear the thoughts on that as well so thank you for listening and we will talk to you all soon stay tuned for the next guest thank you all have a good week love love love